0: Welcome to Slapchat. It is May 25th, and today I'm going to be primarily covering the ever increasing, those soon be ceasing, protests. While I'm fully supportive of people's rights to exercise their rights, I am going to be highlighting some of them that have taken place and discuss the issues I have with them. So, so far since the coronavirus has been put us on lockdown and everything else like that 31 states have uh, had some sort of protest going on and this is for the lockdown the quarantine status and everything else like that well you know and some of these people just don't seem to be get that yes we the government uh, there people in charge are well aware of what it's doing to the economy, as well aware of what it's doing to local businesses, small businesses, and everything else like that. But these directives are coming from, or well, at least initially coming from, the, the federal government, saying that you know we need to social distance, we need to reduce people out and about, and one of them is to get rid of non-essential personnel. Simple as that. You, you know, shut down non- Essential businesses like some minor mom and pop stores, uh, you know, barbershops, everything else like that, which a lot of people have been complaining about. That, for lack of better things, that is one of the main reasons that they are complaining that they cannot go out to these mom and pop stores, they cannot go to a bar. In fact, uh, more recently over in uh, Wisconsin once the stay in order has was lifted in that state thousands of people went to bars and many of them contracted coronaviruses shortly afterwards now whether that's that that they had it before they went to the bar or they had it afterwards it's a little hard to say but you can see that if they had before now they just spread it to other people, and they didn't have it before. Now they just contracted it, which, in itself, may not be such a bad thing if they have small, fam- if they, you know, have a small family, don't have any small kids, uh, none of them have immunocomprom- immunocompromising uh, illnesses, so that they are able to, you know, they're going to have a small uh, fight with it, should get over it just fine, and move on. But you have to look at it from a different point of view. While this is all going on, what's happening to them uh, before they tested positive? All right. So main thing with the coronavirus, you show some, you are, I'm sorry. With the coronavirus, you show, or you don't show, don't show symptoms bef- while still being contagious. All right. All uh, right. I kind of word that horribly, but in other words, you're uh, you're contagious well before you show symptoms. So, and there are those who are just asymptomatic. All right, they have the coronavirus, they're carriers, they're spreading it, but they have no symptoms, and they may never get symptoms. They actually may get over it without showing any signs of symptoms. <clears throat> but in the same process, they are spreading it around. So these protests, you know, which if done correctly can be a, you know, send a warning, uh, not send a warning, but uh, can send the message out effectively the way that most of these protests were done. Not so much. So for example, on April 17th, over in California, uh, there was a group of about 200 protesters for the stay at home rules that on uh, Huntington Beach protesters demand to be opening uh, uh to open up the uh, uh or demand the reopening for the California's economy you know, was, you know all that which is fine all right anyone who's lived in California you knows it's expensive there so they probably not going to have too much of a fail safe fund but there was a man, uh a 36-year-old man was arrested for pulling a knife on a television crew and forcing them into the van and make them to delete the footage of the rally. Okay, yeah, that's taking a little step a little too far there. All right, and this is the part that people are being stupid about. All right, if you're going to have a protest, you're going to have these rallies and everything else like that. Then you're going to want media coverage, because without the media coverage, what's that protest going to be about, anyways? You know, you're essentially just out there for the fun of it at that point if no one's hearing your words then there's nothing about or there's nothing or there's really no point in having the protest you gotta be able to have someone hear what you're saying so this man went off the little high end there and royally mucked that one up so uh so here's another one, uh, another idiot ruining good protest. Uh, so in Salt Lake City, uh, Salt Lake City is Washington Square on Saturday, April 18th, they had uh, hundreds of people who went out to the protest on uh, on the lawn there. The day before the protest, the mayor was threatened by the mayor who stated, and I quote, uh, The mayor needed to open up the city if she doesn't should be forcibly removed from office there's a protest tomorrow and if things don't change a civil war is coming and the police cannot stop me this was done the day before so that friday so that's when uh, the mayor was threatened by that so the man was arrested and you know booked for terrorist activities terrorist threats uh, electronic communication harassment, stuff like that. Alright? You you cannot really do that sort of thing. Like it takes a really special idea to go out and say, Yeah, we're just gonna, you know, take over and forcibly remove the person in charge of a city. Okay? The governor's gonna say the governor of the state is gonna be the one that dictates everything over the city. Right, governor says the shutdown. city can go all right we're going to shut down but we're going to go farther they can't go any less than the shutdown if the governor dictates it all right all right even worse if they do things properly instead of doing like a governor's executive order go through the health department and issue the shutdown and quarantine basically of the state via the health department you know that actually is a more solid and legal thing, because I actually had a, I believe it's a Supreme Court case in 1967 that ruled that in event to protect other people and protect the citizens in the United States or the at any given time, the health department can quarantine areas. All right, and for you know this is not an indefinite quarantine. There's going to be a limited time. And this is all for the protection of the United States citizens. So, you know, you know going after mayors, going after governors, and everything else like that, it, very stupid. All right? You know, you can go out, I mean, you may not like how they're doing things or how they're running things, but to threaten to remove them from office forcefully. You know, it's Treason Act, Terrorist Act, whatever you want to call it. You know, there is process of how we do things in a civilized world. Now, you may not agree with that. That's fine. All right. You don't have to agree with it, but it's how things happen. It's how things run around here. Uh, so a good example of one that actually was a good protest where there was not an, an idiot one was the one that happened over in Michigan. All right. So I believe it was April 25th, they had Operation Gridlock come into play where they had upwards of 3,000 people estimated blocking the streets, blocking everything, honking their horns, waving flags. All right, good on you for that. Except for they should have planned the route a little bit better because they did block off a hospital, which potentially caused issues could have caused issues if they were needing in someone in via an ambulance for emergencies. They were blocking that all off. All right. If they organized it better where they said, okay, we're going to block out these roads, these roads, keep this one open because there's a hospital there, but we'll block out the rest of it. Okay. I can see that as a peaceful protest and, you know, let those people, uh, you know, and get their message across. However, there were some of them that stayed around for hours afterwards, so still blocking roads, still blocking things. Uh, there was a report that an ambulance was delayed going to the hospital, but no one was seriously injured uh, as a result of that. So the person in the back of the ambulance was not actually uh, had an issue, but it was not something that that gridlock blocked them off uh from getting in there because they had to take an alternative route to get there and you know extra minutes equal extra time if that was a stroke victim that could have been you know life or death on that one because you really uh, with stroke you really got about 15 to 30 minutes uh, of getting them to a hospital and getting them some medicine started the first hour is critical on that one actually you know and more than likely, it's going to be, once the ambulance gets there, it's going to be close to an hour by the time everything's done and said, and they get their medication in an hour. But every minute counts. And same thing with a heart attack. You're having uh, myocardial infarctions, you're going to have all that sort of stuff. You know, getting them to a proper uh hospital where they have crash cars where they have all the equipment that they can need to help resuscitate them a lot better than what's on the back of the ambulance because they have limited supplies they have limited room they have limited personnel and it does take a lot of energy to you know get those uh, to help with that issue <clears throat> so doing a peaceful protest like that that's where you need to draw the line somewhere it's like all right you know we have we'll do it this way this way this way and we'll be good Perfect, do it that way. That's all we're asking if you wanna do a protest. Don't interfere with very necessary things. And one of them, of course, being in a hospital. All right, so another big one here. Uh, In Riley, South Carolina, uh, there was about 100 people outside the Capitol building on April 14th. Uh, now, it all. one thing that kicked off was one woman was arrested for violating the governor's orders and refusing to leave a parking lot. They had a second uh, protest in North Carolina and reopened protest where about 300 people were outside the United state's capital to protest everything, where their death toll was increasing by 34 that day on April 21st. So they had a total of thir- uh, 213 on that day as of that day. Now the leader of that group revealed that she pe- tested positive for COVID-19. She was actually asymptomatic and participated in that protest, which you know asymptomatic means that she doesn't have any anti, uh, she has a negative antibody, but tested positive for COVID-19. So, and this is one of the major things that she alleged that this violates her civil rights. Now, I'm not sure if everyone remembers what civil rights are in your you know, history and stuff like that, but she's not being violated her civil rights when she's being determined as being infected. All right? So she's going to be treated as everyone else who's infected and has to be quarantined. That's not violating your civil rights. Now, if they particularly uh singled her out say they had oh 500 cases of it but she she in particular was the one that they told that had to stay in quarantine yeah that's violating your civil rights that's discrimination right there uh and your civil rights and i'm going to do a direct quote for that one is a guarantee, is guarantees of equal social opportunities and equal protections under the law regardless of race religion or other personal characteristics that's the broad term for it uh you know because there's civil rights based also based upon culture you know other things laws in their particular area so civil rights here in the united states may not be the same civil rights as what's saying uh, South Africa, or Germany, or Russia, or Japan—you know—they're very broad. But the, basically, the term or phrase I like to is that you are treated equally. All right. So, and under United States law, being treated equally like that means that all right, she's she has the same symptoms as everyone else. So, they're telling her that she needs to be quarantined. And this is a health safety risk. Like I said before, the health department could come in and go, boom, all right, you need to quarantine and you could go to jail for violating that, all right? It's, you know, it's nothing serious, all right? We, these, a lot of these places that are doing things like even the ones that were in uh, Michigan, who I said was a good, peaceful protest. All right, there were guys out there with guns exercising their Second Amendment right. I don't sure if uh, Michigan had open carry, but, you know, what, the police were being, you know, obviously lenient about it when they have 3,000 people there, and that's probably more than what they have in the surrounding areas at the time of uh, police officers. Sorry. So, you know, they got to pick and choose their fights on that one. All right. But... Everyone was behaving peacefully. Everyone was being all right, except for that most of them, if not all—well, I can't say if not all. There was some people wearing masks, but a vast majority of them were not wearing masks. They're not social distancing as well as they should have. There were some of them that were—they were staying in small groups that they arrived in and staying a good distance apart from everyone else. But there were a whole bunch of them staying, you know, real close together, not wearing masks. know they're basically feeding the fuel if one person in that entire group that was just happened to be there who traveled uh from far away um like someone came from grand rapids it was a couple hours it was like an hour or two drive for him to come to that protest and you know let's just say he had that uh you know he was asymptomatic he came there him breathing in an area which the covid or any viral, uh, uh, viral infection like that like uh, like uh, chest infections and stuff like that you know where it comes from you know comes from your lungs and everything uh, those viruses can linger in the air for up to five minutes depending on the day wind conditions everything else like that uh, and they can travel pretty far if they have a heavy enough droplet so if you sneezed good enough and the wind was at a very good pace, you know, with that hang time of roughly around five minutes, we're gonna, well, even let's say one minute, all right? In one minute, that thing could travel over 100 yards, all right, with the wind conditions properly. And that 100 yards, that could affect a lot of people. So, you know, say just around 60, all right? That affects them. All right, they're not gonna be uh, spreading or contagious right off the bat give it a day give it a two all right boom you can have now a whole bunch of people infected because a lot of these people are still gathering they're still going places they're not using masks they're not covering and i know there's a big thing about it you know the masks aren't covered that masks don't help unless they're n95s and 95s are scarce and they're uh, medical, medical associate uh Medical professionals should be the only ones really using them. All that fun stuff, which is all right. There's some truth behind that. Yes, medical professionals should be the ones running the N95s mostly. Those with a high risk of or a compromise, and they need to go out, should also have one of those as well. It's a little hard to say who gets what, but you know what? We I mean, it's try to it hard to your best. Now about the regular mask. Even the ones that the CDC recommends uh, style and everything. Those are not going to protect against the coronavirus itself. Now, that's not what it's meant for. It's not to prevent you from catching the coronavirus. It's to prevent you from actually spreading the COVID-19 out. So, through your coughing, your sneezing and stuff like that, it will reduce the chance of it and you know some people think and then why should i wear it if you know it doesn't protect me well it's because you're doing your part to protect other people all right um there's a little thing that i found online and it's called the urine uh it's called the urine test for like why you should wear a face mask all right so start off with if we all run around naked and someone pees on you, you get wet right away. If you're wearing pants, some pee will get through, but not as much, so you'd be better protected. If the guy who, who is peeing also wears pants, most of the pee will stay on him, and you're more likely not going to get wet. All right, it's the same thing with the corona, it's the same thing with its mask. All right, you're asymptomatic, you have it and you cough or sneeze or whatever or just general breathing it's going to reduce how much of that coronavirus gets out it's not going to stop it all but it's going to reduce it out all right and then same thing while you're wearing it all right when you breathe in it's going to reduce the amount that's coming in so if you could reduce anything down even if it's just by 10 percent 10 may be enough to make it from a mild low uh style of you know uh, infection you know it could reduce down to a mild to low style infection instead of being immediate medium one where you need to you know get out there actually go to hospital and get treated and stuff like that now a lot of these protesters were also complaining about that uh well not complaining about you know going to the hospital but playing that you know the shutdown is affecting their family okay i mentioned this before that's i the government's well aware that many small businesses and stuff like that are going to be affected they are going to be hurting that's why they have some funds out there you know they're trying to get people to be well off as best as they can while this is going on you know they can't do everything they can't magically make it so that you know all your debts cleared but they can try to help out as much as they can not saying that's going to be the greatest thing in the world but you know it's better than nothing so so we got that going on for us right now Uh, and another thing that people were complaining about was that with these small businesses you know they're lacking funds and money for everything else like that and one of them said that they should just let uh, let the states open up and let the people decide how to handle it. We're not stupid. Well, I hate to break it to you. Small group of people may not be as stupid. There may be a few smart people amongst the, amongst the groups. Large groups of people, like when this whole thing first started off and they recommended that everyone stay in from uh, beaches and everything else like that you know and then there's a mass surge of positive people testing for coronaviruses shortly after that yeah you yeah, you can see how the massive majority of people are very stupid it's the same way with when you have uh, a pan uh, like when they're trying not to induce a panic all right small group of people they're the one they can handle a crisis; they can handle an issue or whatever. Mass group of people cannot handle it. This is why when we have these sort of epidemics and uh, pandemics and stuff like that, that the government does not release like the full statistics. They give you a down, a slightly downplayed version. All right, doesn't matter what administration it is; they're going to give you a slightly down played version alright they're not going to say that yes we need to be worried yes this is going to get bad yes this is going to get nasty buckle in buckaroos this is going to be a long haul they're not going to say that they're going to say that our current numbers are looking good we're going to keep an eye on everything blah 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 they are going to do a downplay of it but a good government uh will also give you a heads up about it all okay so you know uh, like many other countries over in Europe they you know said that this is gonna be a rough time we're gonna have problems but we need to work together and stick together and stay together and we'll get through this you know that's how a normal country should run ours on the other hand our president uh, well He's saying it magically will disappear by April. Well, no, that's when it hit us the hardest. They said that it, you know, it's not really that great. It's not really that threatening. That he did a great job shutting down everything. Yeah, he did, you know, after the fact. So you have that. It's not really that great of a job if you are doing hindsight 2020 sort of situation. Oh yeah, you know, I did a great job covering the shutting down stuff. Oh yeah, about two weeks after you should have, but I mean, you know, we got it shut down now. Oh yeah, Uh, now there was a another clip that I was trying to actually grab a soundbite for and plug the soundbite over it, Uh, but a lot of these news companies that When they record this stuff and are sharing it to people, they are taking clips of it, they're ping-ponging back and forth between like multiple things, and it kind of ruined the clip. So I really couldn't isolate it down and chop it up real quick to get this out in time. Uh, But it was a really interesting thing. She was on the protest, she was doing one of those Operation Gridlock ones, I don't know which state she was in, I want to say it was in Massachusetts. Somewhere in the north, e- uh, northeast side. But. Uh, she was going that. One of the things that. Uh, her concerns were that. You know. She can't trust the media. She can't trust the government. The government controls the air. The food. The water. You know. Everything. And. You know. It, it keeps her up at night. And she's losing a lot of sleep. Well. I. I really wish I uh, this was more of a video one and I could find that clip because I would freeze frame on her and just point some things out. Number one, all right, she thinks she controls the air, the government controls the air. All right, What part about the air are they controlling? If you're talking about the chemtrails and stuff like that, those things are so high up and if they were actually chemical agents in the air at that altitude. The amount that would come down and hit you individually would be so minute that your body would fight off, whatever it is. All right, so there's nothing like that. So if that concerns you, then I don't know why she wasn't wearing a mask. She was sitting in her car in an Operation Gridlock, breathing a whole bunch of carbon monoxide and not wearing a mask, any mask, you know, whether N95, face shield, a regular face shield, a little surgical mask, nothing. So, if it concerned her that much, um, she's doing a bad job of protecting herself. Then there's the water. Okay, well, there are things you could do about that yourself. Alright, uh, unless you're over, like, in Flint, Michigan, where there's an over an abundance of amount of natural gas pouring into the natural water system, uh, you could buy filters. Uh, Get some nice reverse osmosis filters. There's a whole bunch of ones that you could do Uh, and that will filter out a lot of the chemicals in the water. Alright? Like in my area we have a high amount of chlorine in the water for some messed up reason. It's below the unsafe threshold. But that don't mean I like to taste pool water in my mouth alright? It kind of tastes like chlorine over there or the chlorine from the pool water over up in here. So I bought a reverse osmosis, osmosis filter. It's like a four stage one. All right. It per- makes the water very nice and crisp. I love it. And it's something I could do. And if she's concerned about government affecting her water, well, hey, guess what? She could do that too. Government can't stop her. Uh, the food. All right. Well, I'm not sure what she means by that, like maybe the growth hormones and stuff with the food, which government has really nothing to do with it, but keep in mind that this woman's probably close to 180, uh, 200 pounds, sitting in that car, she's probably about five six, judging just by height and everything, inside that car, can't realize for sure, she could be shorter, she could be taller, and she could be heavier, but she ain't lacking in the food department, all right? This food keeps her up at night. She's eating plenty. She's been eating plenty of it, and doesn't seem like she's slowing down at all. All right. So, no, that's three things down that she's concerned about. Let's see here: had the air, water, food. Yeah, you know, everything that she's been talking about. All right, it doesn't seem like she's doing anything about it, and that's the kind of thing that these people all have they think the coronavirus is a hoax conspiracy stuff like that all right but they're not doing anything about it to protect themselves even if it was and even if it isn't all right at this point in time what does it matter to be a little extra cautious all right wear a mask okay now you know I wear a mask when I go into grocery stores even though I'm watching these people with these signs right next to them and they're supposed to be stopping these people from entering if they don't have a mask on they don't have this and that because of quote unquote local orders alright those people just link them in they don't give a shit okay I wear one for the exact same reason I just mentioned with that little P-test mask thing, all right? If I should happen to have it, wouldn't you want me to protect you a little bit? And if you may have it, you know, wouldn't you want the same in return? So I'm doing it just to be a little cautious. Who cares if it's, you know, not as bad as they say it is, all right, or that I could contract it and get over it in a few days. Uh, Earlier this year, I had uh, influenza. I'm not sure which type but i had influenza and i took i had it for four days all right broke the broke that out and i was back at work all right and unfortunately it occurred before and after it occurred right before my scheduled days off and then a day after my scheduled day off so i had to take extra time off for that which i have it available at my job not everyone does and you know another thing with these protests that's one of the problems that they're having uh that they don't have enough time off to cover it that they're going to be lacking funds and everything else like that but here's one other thing about this at uh, some of these areas all right so mechanic shops are claiming that they're non-essential in some of these states i'm not Sure, where they're getting that from, and some of these places are shutting down mechanic shops or local ones Uh, around here. They're still open in my state, so maybe it's different in each state, whatever. Um, don't really, not really too much concerned about that. Uh, because you know, car breaks down, all right. I need, I may need to get to a hospital, or I may need to get food, medicine, whatever. Mechanics are essential. All right, and there is a way to do no touch stuff like that. When you get the car back, you roll down the windows, spray some Lysol inside there, wipe it down with alcohol wipes, whatever you need to do once you get the car back, but you can make it so that you're safe after you get the car. Uh, You know, coronaviruses on most surfaces can stay up there for five days, okay? But on some of them, it only lasts about three where you can pick it back up and contract it, I should say. And it can survive on some surfaces for up to seven. You know, it, it varies depending on what kind of surface it is, whether it's highly porous or medium porous or low porous, you know, all that fun stuff. So, yeah, you know, you have to just keep an eye out on that, but, you know, wiping them down. All right, you give it to the mechanic, you wipe it down, you get the car back, you're fine. Now, kind of a point that I was trying to get back earlier, which I kind of ran off on a little tangent there, but, uh, you know, all right. So let's say you were in some of these non, quote-unquote non-essential businesses. All right, you somehow contract the virus. You get it back home to your family. You have a little kid, all right, in the age group where your immune system is not that great. Now you're spending those people now you're spending time in the hospital, you're spending time ER, ICU, and everything else like that. Well. Alright, you have insurance? Insurance is only going to cover so much. You're going to be spending a lot of money out there. Alright. right? Uh, and here's the funny thing about it all, is that the amount of money that you will be missing, that most of the people will be missing because of this is less than what it would be if one of their family members had to go to the ICU and get the overall treatment and everything else like that for the coronavirus and recover, all right? So they went through it all, they went to the ICU, they recovered from it, all right? Most of the time, if you go to the ICU, it's not a good, ch- there's a low, uh, lower chance of recovery than it is not. But if you're in good health and stuff like that, you should be able to recover just fine. If you're a little kid, may not. Well, so we're gonna think of a couple of things here. All right, those hospital bills. your insurance is only cover, gonna cover so much. You're gonna be stuck with the rest. All right, if you don't recover, well, now you got a funeral cost. Those are expensive as hell as well. So, you have all these things going on here. You have all those little things that are going to add up. And they're going to take more money than what you would probably be losing out if you would just stayed home for those for this two months or whatever. Alright? And I do understand. I do feel for everyone who is in these situations. Uh, the government has done their best to... Uh, help out with the unemployment stuff like that make sure that there's a little extra money in there so that you can pay back some of the bills that you may have been missing before then before the unemployment kicked in and all that you know they're trying their best to make it better or well not make it better but at least to make it so that you're not going to crash so we have that going on for right now it's not an it's not going to be a permanent thing no but it is working on right now so if you were temporarily suspended from work or laid off for work because of this virus you qualify for unemployment you get the extra little cash and you try to live the best that you can now you can always do odd and end jobs for neighbors stuff like that where you don't have to actually work inside their house like uh, the weather's warming up all right you gotta push mower well you can start mowing some lawns like you uh, like a lot of us did back when we were kids all right you can still make a decent amount of extra cash for that that's not going to be a whole hell of a lot it's not going to be what you were probably making before but you could still make some money that way there are always ways to make money uh I, I myself went unemployed for two years i still had over five hundred dollars worth of bills i paid every month I didn't have a permanent job. I found jobs. I found things to do for other people. All right, clean houses. I mowed lawns, did lawn care, uh, branch removals, uh, stuff like that. I found ways to make money. And legitimate ways to make money, not illegitimate ways. Just to be clear, all right? So for two years, I lived in that kind of limbo state, which still had bills to pay while looking for a job and you know as hard as it was back then you could still it's going to be a little harder to fight the people but there are still ways to make money in some sort of fashion Uh, and I do know that people are going to point out unemployment rate is so high right now which is the main reason for all these protests unemployment rate so high you know they want to go back to work local businesses don't want to lose the buildings that they had. Lose all the have to, you know, sell off all their stuff just to make even so that they can, once this all opens up, then they had to go find work again. Alright, understandable. Perfectly understandable. But there's also the other point of like, uh, Another hair salon, she was doing work uh, well, a group, a small group of them were doing work from out of their houses. Uh, one particular one says she was became symptomatic, potentially exposing 90 people uh, by the time she actually got tested. So, going back about two weeks or a week or so, she apparently had 90 customers go through, uh, you know, and stuff like that that's where things get a little dangerous, all right? Now, she was trying to make things work. She was doing it by appointments only, but she wasn't taking all the precautions, all right? Just because you're working out of your house or just because, you know, everything that is, you're doing it by appointment and making sure that, you know, people are saying that they're not sick and stuff like that. If you don't take all the precautions, you're just throwing dust into the wind, all right? All that good that you're doing you know is doing dust in the wind and this is the bigger part about this with businesses if you don't do it correctly someone out there is going to be lawying a uh, get a lawyer and have fun with those. all right so if you're going to do a business or you're going to do anything at least do the bare minimum precautions all right and the best thing about that is, if you have the products out there showing that you are ready to go, so you get like a little, uh, little basket, uh, like a little tool basket, you put your cleaning supplies in there. You have that off to the side, out of reach, so you know they don't think that they're getting real, uh, you know, in fact, getting that on them, whatever your profession is. But it's out of reach, but still visible so that they see, yes, I got clean supplies. Yes, we're cleaning stuff. All right. eat, And then you just do a quick wipe down of everything afterwards. You wear, you know, an N95 if you can get it. Otherwise, you wear a very nice homemade mask. And, you know, you can do that. Wear gloves all the time. Change your gloves between clients. Change your gloves frequently wash your hands or, you know provide hand sanitizers for your customers well do all that and you'll meet the bare minimum so that they can't say yeah you know this person was pretty much a douche and was just letting anyone in wasn't doing any precautions or anything else like that because the first person that sees that and gets the bright idea they're going to go oh, Sue Happy I can guarantee it. Because it's a known issue. It's contagious. It's around. And they may have an immunocompromised position. right? Unless they sign a little waiver before coming in and saying, Hey, you get sick. You're screwed. Kind of like what uh, Walt Disney's doing, actually. They're opening up certain sections and uh, having signs right as you purchase the ticket. Saying, hey, by entering here and by purchasing all the shit, you basically assume all responsibilities including up to death uh by coming in here and we're not at fault well i mean that will carry on for only so far this place is going to get more silly Uh, this country sorry not this place but this country is going to get more silly before it gets better and that's the problem with it and that's what not a lot of people are going to recognize all right You know right at the beginning all right they realized it coming from china and stuff like that toilet paper uh antibacterial soap antibacterial uh hand sanitizers all that stuff were just gone off the shelves toilet paper paper towels all that gone and people were being really stupid about it all it wasn't that there was a, a shortage of it there was just people buying in bulk when there's like when the flu season comes around they're not doing that and there was like literally no point to actually do that the second time all right literally no or not the second time sorry in the first place and there's gonna be a second wave I don't care who you are what you believe there's gonna be a second wave it may ease up during the summertime and then just like and when we get into the flu season where we're going to have the possibility of having the influenza and coronavirus at the same time yeah your shit's going to get wrecked and if everyone is going to be doing the same thing again uh, we're going to be seeing a lot more protesters we're going to be seeing a lot more people being stupid it, it makes no sense alright now, you may not trust the president. You may not like the president. All right. But we do have governing bodies that you can trust and pay attention to. You get the CDC. You got the WHO. You got your local health department. All right. You look at those ones and go by what they're saying. All right. Your governor is also going to be going by that. They're going to also go by federal reco- recommendations, which comes from the White House. Uh, you know. That one may be a bit skewed, but they still have, you know, the WHO, they get the CDC, and they're, uh, those two places are going to pass down information. Well, if that, we may get that information from the WHO if uh, Mr. Trump doesn't remove us from, uh, forcibly remove us from the WHO's counseling, which makes no sense. Regardless of your of how he believes that the opinion or his opinion of how The whole China thing and the coronavirus situation played out Alright There's no sense in removing yourself from information Whether it's Constant or if it's late, it's still good information And the problem is that he Ignored it at the very beginning. He wasn't taking it as serious All right, we could have been well more prepared. We could have had a less of an impact right away. All right, this thing could have been slowed down a lot further and so that the second wave wouldn't have hit us as bad as it's probably going to, but, but, you know, we can't look at the past and go, well, if we change this and this and this, we would have had a better future now we got to look forward at the future that we have with what we have right now all right you know stay with the w who get the information as we can all right if you don't like what they're uh providing we have medical experts here that can you know judge some things they're uh, virologists and stuff like that who can plan these sort of things that's what our cdc is for all right they take a look at how things are going you know they're plotting stuff out they're looking at the spread and making recommendations upon that the WHO i mean they can also make recommendations but we have a CDC here but we need information and the WHO provides information from not just the United States not from you know where the source came from but from other countries all right so if Something works over there or something it's great uh, doing great over there Awesome, we can take some of that or we can We can use some of that information and then apply it to how it affects our country All right, so we can have all this information Regardless of how anyone thinks of how it was handled all right because if you want to go based upon other things like that, then in that case, we might as well remove Mr. Trump from being the president. All right? Because he handled it poorly. Other countries were already shutting down while he's still talking about how it's just going to be a miracle that's just going to disappear. Two to three months in. Not, you know, one month in, not two weeks late, but months in. He started shutting down broadband travel. Alright, a couple weeks later than when he should have. And it wasn't like the government wasn't providing him information. His councils were providing him information. He just kind of flaunted it off. Okay, own up to it. Who cares? Alright, you messed up. We can see you messed up. Alright, don't try to pass the buck on to other agencies other people former presidents who were gone for three years by now and you had all this time to fix any of their problems Well, maybe not fix but you know prepare better for any of these problems instead. He got rid of councils that would you know Been great to predict this sort of thing literally there was a council that was designed to predict these sort of situations and prepare us better for it, he got rid of that within his first year. Uh, you know, blaming that the testing supplies were bad from the previous uh, administration, okay, but they didn't have the coronavirus in the previous administration, so you can't say the testing is bad when this is a new one. We had to have new samples, all right. It is a derivative of SARS, yes, but it is not the same it's not the same signature as that, all right? You can't just say that, you know, because you have a testing for one thing and this is a derivative of it, or it's a cousin to it, that it's going to be just as effective. No, it's going to be two different things. It may, you know, a SARS testing may not even uh, ring up positive for the coronavirus because it's changed that much. And that's the whole thing. These things change. Uh, and as it mutates further and gets from people to people and keeps mutating, it's gonna be a little harder to come up with a vaccine. Uh, And we notice we have an influenza or influenza season or also known as the flu season. That's the same virus that keeps mutating so much because it keeps traveling from person to person. We can't effectively create a virus, or uh, sorry, not create a virus, but create an antivirus for it can't create a a cure. However, what we can do is create a booster for it. It's not a cure for it, as many people think that they have. It's not a cure. Because you get it, you want to get the pretty much a good base sample of that virus in its raws form and your body's going to create antigens for it. Now that virus mutates from person to person and if it didn't mutate then you could only get that virus that antivirus once or that booster uh, once and you know you'd be done with it so those flu shots that you get every year some of you may get some of you don't all right if you got one of those every if you got it every year every season you got to be asking yourself if this is a vaccine, which a lot of people still tout, that got the flu vaccine, then why are you getting it again? Yes, it changes. But if it was a good vaccine, should be able to stop it from the next time around. It's not because it's rapid mutation that it does. And highly adaptability. So same thing with this uh, coronavirus. We're going to have changes. We're going to have mutations in it. All right. So even if we do create a vaccine, it may not be. It may be more like an immunity booster. All right. It may not cure you permanently, but it will get. It will allow your body to fight it off a little bit better. All right. Well, that's the best we can do. I mean, just like with the, the uh, just like with the flu, you know, it keeps coming back every year. And some of those people who off all those statistics are saying, well, the flu's already killed more people than this coronavirus. Well, that's because the flu is everywhere. Okay? Flu's all around. This coronavirus is now creeping around. All right. If we had this coronavirus spread out as far as the influence of flu virus was, we would see comparable m- numbers about death rate, if not worse, on one or the other. All right. So key things you have to keep in mind with all that but in the end you know these protests are people are doing things or protesting for stupid reasons you know haircut saying that this is violating their civil rights violating their constitutional rights uh i think it's unconstitutional illegal all that sort of thing well No, it's not. I mean, there are better avenues that they could go about it. Yes. But if it wasn't... If it wasn't illegal... Or if it was illegal, sorry. It would be shut down a lot more than just... So far, one state has... uh, Their Supreme Court says it's unconstitutional. Which... Could possibly be, depending on how they... Executed the order. There are ways for you to actually, for each state to actually quarantine the whole entire state if they wanted to, through their health department. And that was held up by a Supreme Court way back in the '60s, mostly because of a new pandemic and everything else like that that was going on. Yeah, but there are ways. But people need to stop being stupid. People need to start. ...thinking not just about themselves... ...but for others as well. Alright? And... ...you know... ...about some of these minor inconveniences. Alright? Eventually we're going to be leveling off... ...we're going to be living this... ...we'll have a new norm... ...just like with the flu season... ...and everything else like that. But until that time... ...we need to think about... ...everyone else... You know, uh, one of the famous things that uh, when we were first starting to do with all these shutdowns is that there was a governor of Texas and, or assistant governor of Texas, I can't remember either way, he was being stupid uh, about this all saying, I would rather die than have my grandkids pay for the debt that we've caused well, you know and you should have chosen better people for your Senate and everything else like that. Because we've had people, we got shit people in the House, we got people in the Senate. And they're causing a massive amount of debt anyways. So one thing, your point's already mute. But number two, alright? Not shutting down, you contract it. Alright? You become asymptomatic for a little while before getting uh, symptoms. Alright? You go see your kids. Alright, you can give them, or you give that virus to them shortly afterward, and guess what? They live with the grandkids. Now you just contracted, or now you just basically uh, gave your grandkids indirectly the virus via, through your kids. Alright, and if they contract that virus and had to go to the ICU and then perish, you know, and so do you, now you have your kids that are having to make up for it. All right, so the geriatric and the uh, juvenile area get severely killed off from this. We're gonna have just the middle-aged group here who's gonna rebuild the country. And you don't think the economy is gonna suck after that? Yeah, it's gonna be a rough time if that's the case. A severe rough time. There are a lot of people who are in their 60s and 70s still working. Uh, sometimes, some of them because they have no choice, some of them because they just enjoy it. So, if you take out a good chunk of that, and then the up and coming people who would replace them eventually later on, you know, you see the unemployment rate at so high, well, it's probably going to be reduced. But not as much because not everyone's going to be interested in all that stuff but there's going to be a wide open job markets we're going to go into a recession all that fun stuff just because you didn't want to shut down for a little bit try to stave off the virus as much as you can okay so yeah that makes a whole lot of sense so we're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't in this sort of situation to be quite honest So, there's plus and minus to everything. But, yeah. So, that one is going to be it for right now. For this episode. Uh, This one's going to be up a little late. I know I said a Monday, Tuesday, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. This one's going to be up late because of internet issues. So, whenever it gets uploaded, it'll probably be sometime Tuesday. I do apologize. But, for Monday the 25th,